are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, your boy QQ. It's another end of the week, and we got a lot of great stuff in the NFL to talk about. It's been crazy, man. There have been new signings. There's been debates. There's been more mock drafts. Lots of crazy stuff, man. How you doing, Q? Man, I'm doing well, and I'll be so glad when mock draft season is over and we're actually talking about draft season, when we're talking about not who could go to the teams, but who is a member of the team. You know, I can't wait, man. I get antsy around now. It's, you know, a couple weeks away from from the uh, actual draft getting kicked off on the 29th, and so now I'm kind of at the end of the rope as far as mock draft goes. I just want to see the actual draft. You kidding me, man? I just did a mock draft like 3.0. I'm happy to print my 4.0, and people telling me, you're stupid, you're smart. I love mock draft season because none of us know what's going on. No, no, you're right, and I love them too, but I've seen so many now, and I'm just, okay, I'm done with it. You know, we we have a great one coming up on on the network. You know, on, on our network, we're going to be doing it from the, what, the 19th to uh, through the 22nd or 23rd or something. It starts on the 19th. I know that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, ne- next next week, to, to his point, next week there will be a mock draft. We'll talk about that later in the show. But we got to talk about uh, some some something that happened in the division that I cover as the host of the Locked On Steelers. The Cleveland Browns made the move to go get Jadavion Clowney for $10 million dollars. And he was the second edge rusher they signed because they also signed Tack McKinley to a deal. So now their edge rushing edge rusher crew leads off with Miles Garrett, a first overall pick, Jadavion Clowney, another first overall pick, Tack McKinley, a first rounder, and all oh, by the way, their quarterback Baker Mayfield was also a first overall pick. That's three first overall picks, all on the same team. Um, I, I I know someone tweeted out earlier that was saying like, hey, there's three other teams that have done that, and none of them won the Super Bowl, but. Browns fans are ecstatic about this cue. They're saying this is this is great. We got Jadavion Clowney. Him and Garrett are gonna be monsters. I gotta tell you, man, as a person who's watched Clowney for years, I don't get the hype. Hey, look, it's a great signing. It's a great signing. And yeah, Browns fans should be very excited, very fired up. If when you win on paper, that mattered. You know what I mean? <laughs> Winning on paper doesn't matter, unfortunately, uh, for a lot of folks. And look, as a host of the Locked On Raiders, uh, there's a lot of times the Raiders have won on paper and they haven't won in the game. Uh, I'm with you, man. Jadavion Clowney, I don't know how he's made a whole career off of one hit in college. And the fact that a, a, a defender or an, a, another player didn't buckle his chin strap the correct way and his helmet popped off. Uh, it, it's crazy, man. He's actually built up a whole career off of one hit. So... On paper, it looks like a great signing. You know, I mean, theory, cool. You got Clowney on one side. You got Garrett on another side. Man, this is going to be a monster defensive line. You know, you could bring Tack McKinley in to rush from the inside. I mean, great, cool. But those two dudes, Clowney and, and McKinley, have done nothing. So um, I, I just, I don't see it. Uh, Clowney's got to be able to stay healthy. He's got to get in shape. And those are two things that he really doesn't do very well, as you saw from his time in Tennessee last year, where he, he got cut short after, what, nine games and had no sacks. That's just kind of, it's kind of story of his career. And that's the thing, no sacks. I talked about this on the Locked on Steelers podcast because Bo Breck on the Monday version of this podcast said, you know, uh, he, he listed his top five edge, or not edge rushers, pass rusher duos. Because he didn't say edge rush, he said pass rusher duos. And he listed 
Clowney with Garrett even before Clowney signed. And I'm like, wait a second. The Steelers had the league leader in sacks last year in T.J. Watt. And even if you say Bud Dupree's gone, okay, Stephon Tewitt's a defensive tackle, and he has 11 sacks right up the middle. So he has two double-digit sack guys. The only other team that did that was the Rams, who he listed at number one, who I'd agree with. You could say Leonard Ford and Aaron Donald. That's fine. But I, I don't see that Jadavion Clowney being a superstar. I just – I don't get the I, – I, I don't get the hype, uh, you know – initially when he came out of college i get it his build his combine the hit on the i i get being excited about him then but we've seen what he's done he's never had a double digit sack season once in his nfl career never and he's been never. here a while and he was again <laughs> he he was lined up across from jj watt so you can't say it's well everyone was double teaming him no nobody's ever double teamed Jadavian Clowney. heck the steelers just played him last year and i watched them just be like eh jakuma core for Second or second year, third year, like you know, fourth round offensive tackle, go get him, and he ain't he handled him. I I don't see the hype behind this. Now, granted, the Browns got a lot of other strengths. They got a run game that's really working for him. Baker Mayfield feeds off of that run game. Miles Garrett, we hope he gets better from COVID because that really hindered his game last year. But yeah. they they've got guys that they're working on, even though their fans are distorting pictures of. Uh, uh, of their linebackers, I think it was Kevin Macker, uh, the guy who's their inside linebacker. Someone like uh, inverted his picture to make his biceps look bigger, and I was like, "That's weird." But, 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 but I get it. Browns fans are excited. They beat the Steelers in the playoffs this year. They're they're happy about that. But just because you sign a, a guy who's a big name, that doesn't mean that the pass rush is going to be solidified. To me. No, no, it doesn't. You know, and I'll say this about Clowney because I don't want to just rip him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a good he's a good guy against the run. I mean, he can help stop yes. the run. Um, you know, he's a disruptive player. He just for me, he's not consistent. Like you said, I mean, never had double digit sacks. The best time of his career that he ever had as far as sack production was when he was, you know, going up against or going, um, you know, lining up with a, a healthy J.J. Watt, uh, you know, across from him. But and maybe that's going to help him a little bit, but I, I, you've got to you've got to show me before I believe the hype. You know, what I mean, like the hype is great in April, but until you show me that you can one play a full sixteen games and uh, two that you can all of a sudden consistently get to the quarterback again, I just think that it looks great on paper. Now, Miles Garrett's a beast, and like you said, if he comes back from COVID and uh, you know doesn't have the symptoms that he had towards the end of the season last year, he's going to do his thing. I mean, he's a that's what he is. He's a professional uh, quarterback sacker. I mean, that's what he does. But Jadavion Clowney, not so much. So he's going to have to, you know, add a couple tools to the to the tool belt and, and show that he can get to the quarterback. Uh, I'm impressed that he even signed in April. Normally he signs, you know, when training right. camp's almost over because right. he's not a guy that likes to go to training camp. And that's why he's always out of shape. And that's why he always gets injured. So, I mean, at least it's a step in the right direction that he's at least in well, not in camp, but he signed already and and he's ready to get to work. So maybe, just maybe, at twenty eight or twenty nine, wherever he's at right now, I think he's twenty eight. Uh, where maybe now he's ready to take that next step forward. We'll see. But the, the bigger question here that I wanted to ask you, Q, do you see the Browns as legit Super Bowl contenders because of this move? Because Jadavian Clowney said, "Oh, I, I came to them because they were winners." Now we all know he passed over them last year. But they did beat the Steelers in the playoffs. They were an inch away until Chad Henney beat them um, in in the in the playoffs. Uh, they were an inch away from getting to the AFC Championship game. Um, 
do you see them as legit contenders this year? Or do you think that's a little bit of fool's gold for people that are getting hyped on? I mean, I think they're going to be a good team. I, I just, I don't, I don't think that they're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they made the playoffs. All right. So let me see you take that next step. And like you said, I mean, they, they got to the second round. That's great. But I mean, I want to see a dominant team. Cause I'd say right now, the Raiders beat the Browns in Cleveland last year. And I didn't see a very dominant team, even though they had a strong run game. And I know that they have, you know, good defensive players. I didn't see a, a dominant team then. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, every every team has Super Bowl hopes when they get into the season. We'll see what Cleveland is. We'll see if last year was a, a good step in the right direction and they're going to build on that. Or are they a team that's just, you know, just a, a good team one year and then takes a step back like Jacksonville was a few years ago. You know, that, that's one thing that, uh, that, that that I've heard James Harrison say in his Steelers day. It ain't fun when the rabbits got the gun. And I, I think that one thing that, that Browns fans are going to realize is that it's different when the target is on your back. Because yep. that's something that, that, Steelers, that Steelers fans I talk to all the time, they're like, man, every week, everyone's looking for the Steelers. Man, no, like nobody look, comes, to this, comes to Pittsburgh and says, ah, this will be easy. Everyone's like, hey, we got to do this, this, and this, but we're here to kick their butts. But when you play Cleveland, it's like, hey, Exactly. And, you know, and, and people have done that for years. But now you've had some progress in the playoffs. Now people was going to be like, oh, OK, well, we got to take these dudes seriously. Let's right. see how they how, how they respond to that, because sometimes not all the time, but sometimes teams don't exactly respond too well to that situation. And that leads to pressure. Look what happened to the Jaguars in 2017. They were all world. They almost beat the Patriots in New England, almost made it to the Super Bowl. And then they fell off real fast. We'll see if that's if that's who the Browns are this this next season. Of course, we still got to see what happens in the NFL draft because there's 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 some holes on their roster. I think that if they get right, it will actually fill up a lot of the problems that I see for them right now. Well, I'll tell you, it's kind of funny that they're picking at the end of the first round. You know what I mean? It's like right? I'm not I'm not used to Cleveland picking at the back end of the round one. So you got to give them that for having that step in the right direction. And look, I, I like it when the Cleveland Browns are, are really good. I think the NFL is a better place. It's just it's one of those. One of those franchises that, you know, the NFL is better when they're really good. I just want to see if they take that next step forward. If they do, and Baker Mayfield could take that next step forward as a franchise quarterback, that's going to go a long way as well. Because we know that they got the, the dogs in the backfield, but do they have the guy, the trigger man, if he has to make that big throw, can he do it consistently? I still haven't seen that yet for Baker. So, it's, I mean, they still got a lot of work to do, but at least I feel like they trended in the right direction in 2020 over, under uh, first-year head coach Kevin Stefanski. We will certainly find out more about that as we go along. We'll keep you updated with the draft. But we're going to talk about the draft in this next segment because there was a particular NFL professional who released their mock draft who we have a lot to say about in this next segment. We're going to talk about that after this break. But first, got to talk to you about our friends at BlueNile.com with the 1010 promotion. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. 
They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. But before we get into this next topic, we got to tell you about the Locked On Today Podcast. If you're not subscribed, get on it. Just like here, you can get it on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and the Odyssey app. But when you listen to the Locked On Today podcast, you'll get all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. And you get our guy, host Peter Bukowski. He's going to update you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great show. Q, we got to talk about this mock draft situation, though. Because like you were saying, (laughs) it is getting old. So people yep. are starting to do crazy things. But but see, I understand, Q, when you're at mock draft 5.0, you're trying to do something different than your first draft from all, all your right. first. Like, I get when you start getting crazy. Then, like, I'm about to do my my fourth mock draft for DKPittsburghSports.com this week. So, like, I, I, I get, like, I might do some wild things with that. But this is Charlie Castley's 2.0 draft. And Charlie Castley, interesting stuff here. Now, there are certain things I don't disagree with. Like, he has the basics right. Trevor Lawrence going at one to the Jaguars, fine. Zach Wilson going to the Jets at two, fine. Uh, Kyle Pitts going to the Falcons at four. Penny Sewell going to the Bengals at five. Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins at six. A lot of things that I agree with. Right. But where he be tripping, though, <laughs> is he got Mac Jones going to the Niners at three. And, hey, if you think that's the move, that's the move. Fine. Like Kyle Shanahan yeah. has been hyping him up. That's fine. That might but, happen. That might actually happen. That, that might actually happen. But what won't happen, Q, is he has Justin Fields falling all the way to not 10, not tw- not 15, not 20, but all the way down to 24 to the team that I cover, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me tell you, when we saw this in Pittsburgh, all of us were like, you are full of it, Charlie Castle. There's no way that Justin Fields is falling all the way down to 24. No, and I bet you you said – you're crazy. There's no way he's dropping a number 24. But man, if he did, that would if be he- awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if he did, Pittsburgh would be de- listen, there would be parades down the street. If you ever watch the Wiz, there would be singing Everybody Rejoice, Brand New Day with Diana Ross and Michael Jackson being the scarecrow. We would be losing our minds here in Pittsburgh <laughs> because Justin Fields, you think that's the air. That's what okay. Well, the people might say, you know what, Ben? Hang it up this year. We didn't lead you anymore. Like, that, like that's that's the intensity that might actually happen if 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 Justin Fields is But there's no way. I'm sorry. No. The, no, with all no, the teams not. that are in the way. With all no, the teams- there's not. I mean, and look, if he were to start dropping and he gets out of like the top 10, there's going to be a team that's going to trade up trade anyway up. to go get him to make sure that they don't have to worry about him dropping all the way down to 24. I mean, that's just, that's insane. And I mean, there's so many teams that you could think of. I mean, with the Patriots need a quarterback. Yep, um, now he team. has Washington moving up all the way to 14 to go get Trey Lance, but and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. But if you're Washington, you got the option of Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I think that's a big discussion. You know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that you're you're trying to decide, wait a minute, this dude just played a national championship game. Trey Lance hasn't played no cha- national championship game. I mean, there's a lot of different elements that go into play here. I don't understand the, the narrative on why all of a sudden this dude who used to be the number two quarterback leading all the way up to the draft, all of a sudden now in Charlie Castle's mind is dropping to 24, all the way down to number 24 in the draft? Like the, the last quarterback taken in the first round? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, look, I cover the Raiders at 17. I don't care if the Raiders have Derek Carr or not. You're taking him because he's the best player available, yep. period. Yep. 
Period. Even if he doesn't end up be playing for you, you mm-hmm. you have him, and then you make sure that hey, some other team's gonna come calling for you. And fl- I don't know what you do. You flip him. You do something, but you don't let him. There's no way that dude gets down to number twenty four. So to me, I mean, like you said, you just start changing things up on these mock drafts just to to kind of change him up a little bit. If you got to change it that much, then you shouldn't put out another mock draft. I mean, you should, <laughs> you should just say, hey, you know what? I'm good with my one I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say something outlandish. Like I mean, that's just stupid. There's no way that he goes number 24. No way. Let, let's, let's go through the list here of teams that would pick him. So I agree the Falcons would skip over him for Pitts, the Bengals for Sewell, the Dolphins for Chase. The Lions, eh. I mean, I get that they're getting Devontae Smith. They traded to get Jared Goff. But to me, Jared Goff, I'm, I wouldn't be settled with. I'd be considering him from the Lions. But, okay, I, I, I'm not mad at you for the Lions. The Panthers, they just traded for Sam Darnold. That's another eh moment. That's a possibility, I, though. That's a possibility. They, they could still go get him and have him on a rookie deal. Right. The Broncos is one of the first teams that I'd be like, no. They've right. already kind of made it clear. They don't believe in Drew Locke as the future. So if if you had a shot at Justin Fields, they pick – he has, casually has them picking Micah Parsons, who, hey, I think he's a terrific linebacker prospect. He, he But but come on. Justin Fields, your next franchise quarterback? I don't care. John Elway, what you doing, man? Like, like – like, like that, that would that would be ridiculous for the Broncos to pass on. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. De- Denver would definitely make a move for him if he was there at number nine. Uh, and, and they would say, hey, that was a gift that just fell in our lap. Again, Micah Parsons, really good player. Uh, probably could be really good on that Denver defense. But no, uh, you got to go and get get the quarterback. So Denver is definitely a spot that I see him going. Uh, let's see. Keep on moving. Um, the Cowboys, Patrick Sertain. That makes sense. Yes. The Giants, Quiddy Pay. Fine. Whatever. Right, yeah, Quiddy Pay is not my guy, but I understand. The Eagles with Jalen Waddle, I mean, that's that's a good pick for Justin or, or for uh, Jalen Hurts. But at the same time, are the Eagles 100 sold on J- on Jalen Hurts? Is yeah, he that's a good guy? question. You know what I mean? Or or would they say, well, I know that this guy's our guy right now, but man, Justin Fields sure would look good in uh, in Philly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you look at it for for all the excitement. I, I give Jalen Hurts a ton of credit. Like I love what he did. In Oklahoma, when he went there and he got those guys to the playoffs, and right. he, he he's a warrior. Like you give Jalen Hurts all that credit, but Justin Fields is also a warrior with a better arm, and um, I, I I would take that. Now, again, maybe the Eagles say like, "Hey, we need to start building around. We we got the quarterback that we want. We'll start building around him." But we got to see because remember at the end of the season, Jalen Hurts was on the bench. And, you know, and, and being like, this is messed up. And then they fired Doug Peterson. Who knows what their coaching staff and front office is thinking right now? Um, right. So the Eagles are fine. Chargers, they got Justin Herbert. They're fine. They get Elijah Vera Tucker. That's fine. Um, we talked about Washington getting Trey Lance. But I'm sorry. The Patriots, they got J.C. Horn here. Great pick. Great, great pick. J.C. Horn, they great need value. A quarterback. But they, they need, need right. They need a quarterback. I don't care, I don't care about Cam Newton right now. Uh, you know, he, he could, he can help groom Justin Fields, right. but you're picking, you're picking Justin Fields. If you're Bill Belichick there, I don't care what you think, or, you know, you're trying to outsmart everybody, you know, you're, you're getting that quarterback there. Yeah. Um, Next up Cardinals. Okay. Kyler Murray, they get Caleb Farley. That makes total sense. I get that Raiders. Y'all pick Tevin Jenkins. Like I, you hey, said, look, I don't, Hey, Tevin Jenkins be damned. I'm sorry. Tevin Jenkins be damned. I mean, offensive tackle is a big area mm-hmm. of need for the Raiders. Uh, Linebacker is a big area of need. Safety is a big area of need. If Justin Fields is on the board at 17, the Raiders pull that trigger. There's no way John Gruden lets that guy get by him and, and without pulling the trigger. They'll figure it out later. And I would have no problem with that. I would not be mad at that at all. 
I would say, hey, go get that guy, and you figure out what you're going to do later. You have him on a rookie deal. You got five years with him with his fifth-year option. Uh, Derek Carr's uh, contract is running out in a couple seasons. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, start grooming that cat, and he takes over, and, and then you got not only a guy with a very strong arm, a very accurate arm, but he's also a big, strong dude that can uh, also move the pocket it went, if and when necessary. So, yeah, uh, the Raiders take him at 17, no doubt about it. You know, Q, this guy right here, Justin Fields, he's my kind of guy. He's a Gruden grinder. <laughs> he's the kind of person that gets me excited in the morning when I turn on the football tape. You, you think John Gruden's going to pass up the opportunity nope. to get his franchise quarterback? God, he, he's going to get him the entire way. We know what that deal is. Um, so I'm right with you. Tevin Jenkins, as good as he is and as exciting of a prospect as he is, you wouldn't pass up a quarterback for him. Now, Miami oh. Dolphins get the next pick at Jalen Phillips. Edge rusher, fine, I get it. Um, my, my Minnesota Vikings, they still paying Kirk Cousins a boatload of money. So right. I get that. They get Christian Darisaw, who I think he's a better offensive tackle than Tevin Jenkins. Uh, so that's a heck of a Agreed. pick. But this is the one that drives me the most nuts. The Chicago Bears. They going to draft Greg Newsom from right. Northwestern? No. Over not, Justin Fields? No, not when you got that quarterback right there in your lap and you need a quarterback. Right now you got you got uh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> that, that's your guy. Andy Dalton is your quarterback. And you're going to let Justin Fields slide by you for a defensive back out of Northwestern, even though Greg Newsom is really good. No, there's no way the bears would pass it. Let him pass either. So yeah, he, he's definitely gone at 20. I mean, first of all, he ain't getting to 20, but he, right. uh, he would definitely be gone if he did get to 20. Right. And then you got the Colts taking Kadarius Tony. That's fine. Titans taking, taking Jalen Mayfield. That's fine. Jets taking Gregory Rousseau. They already got there. Uh, their quarterback, so that makes sense. If, if, if listen, if Justin Fields falls to the Steelers at twenty-four, we are doing parades here in Pittsburgh. Like, right. you know, like the Penguins win the Stanley Cup every now and then. This would there would be a parade for Justin Fields, like the same way that they get when they see the Stanley Cup. Like, oh my goodness, there's no. We we thought that Ben's heir was going to be like two or three years down the line. Now you got this guy. Oh, it's happy days in Pittsburgh. Like, but it's just, it's just not happening. And that's the funny thing. Like people in Pittsburgh were just like, Charlie, come on. Like, don't, don't get our hopes up like that. Like, like the, like, like even Pittsburgh even knew not to believe in this moment. So I'm right with you, man. That's crazy. And the, the thing is about every, all the other picks kind of make sense to me. Like Pat Frymouth going to the Jaguar 25. I think that's a reach, but tight end. I get that. You, you, you want to get that need off your, off, off the board. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa going to the Browns at 26. Okay. He's a rangy linebacker that not great against the run when the blockers are in his way, but very fast and explosive. So you like that Joe Tryon to the Ravens at 27. Okay. Uh, Asante Samuel to the saints. Um, that's interesting. That's pretty uh, high and, for him. Right. Like, I see him as a second rounder. But, hey, 28, I, I get it. Um, right. Zayvon Collins, a prospect I really like, going to the Packers at 29. I think that's interesting. Uh, the Bills go and get Tyson Campbell, another cornerback off the board. A lot of cornerbacks going in the first round yeah. in his mock draft. He goes at 30. Chiefs get Lyme Eichenberg. Eichenberg from Notre Dame. That makes sense. I think that the, the Chiefs need an offensive line after all the people they cut this year. And then, of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers get Naj Najee Harris at 32 Q I'm sorry Justin Fields is going long before that and if Najee Najee Harris gets to the Steelers at 24 that is who they're picking they are not they're not even blinking right no no as they should you know especially you know James Conner goes and signs with the Cardinals uh you know he was a good story in Pittsburgh but he just wasn't 
you know, the dominating running back that they're used to having and they've had in the past. And, and Najee definitely fills that void. So yeah, I can see, I can see the Steelers going and getting him at, at number 24 if he falls to him there. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, all this, you know, this, again, this is why I said at the beginning of the show, I'm ready for mock draft season to be over because of silliness. Like we just heard with that number 24 and Justin Fields. And again, I don't understand the narrative. I don't understand why all of a sudden the, the story has changed, why he's not all of a sudden quarterback number two. Now he's, he's now dropping all the way down to number 24. Like, come on, man. Like since when, and again, I said it before, if you have to change up your draft just to change it up, just because you got to turn something into your, 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 your bosses, then you don't need to be doing no mock drafts because that is just, that's not, that's not okay. It's wild, bro. Wild. So we'll, I'm sure we'll have more mock drafts to talk about before. No, next week. <laughs> no more mock drafts. You say, you say that, but Hey man, they're going to keep for coming. ours. The only one we'll talk about is ours. Absolutely. We will talk about ours. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. There's something going on with the OTA situation here. It's further developing and getting, and getting you know more traction as, as the players push back against the NFL. We'll explain what's going on with that right after this. But first, a word from our sponsors at Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked on. All capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, Use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL podcast. This is the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q locking it down for you at the end of the week. Before we get to the next segment, we got to tell you about the ultimate mock draft of 2021 for the Locked On Podcast Network. From April 19th, through the 26th, you can listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It's going to feature analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baltinger. All our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars of their own teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home, audio home 
for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Now let's get into this next topic here, Q, because this is an interesting debate going on right now in the NFL between the players and the league. And we know that this is a battle that constantly happens between the players and the league. The players basically lost the whole uh, not getting a 17th game thing, but now they're pushing back about OTAs. Q, there's a group of teams now that whose players have said they're not even going to do OTAs now. Right, exactly. I mean, I've heard that the list is up to eight teams. I officially saw six. The Raiders, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Buccaneers, and the Lions. I know those six for sure. I've heard and I've seen some reports on Twitter that it was up to eight, but I can't confirm who those other two are. But I know for sure there's at least six, but potentially could be eight, and I expect that that list is going to continue to grow. That's the thing. This is going to keep keep pushing the more that players talk about it, and I'm sure they're talking to each other because last Friday – Cam Hayward, a, a, a leader on the Steelers roster, tweeted a whole stream about it and tagged the NFL and the NFL Players Association, basically saying that, like, more meetings in person, what is it going to get you right now? Now, Q, the position that a lot of the, the official position of what the players are saying is that we are still in the middle of the pandemic. Yes, the virus is getting pa- – or the, the, the vaccine is getting, is getting passed out. Yes, people are getting vaccinated – but there's still so many things we don't understand. You know, one of the vaccines, Johnson & Johnson, came out, and now it's on pause because it might be creating <laughs> blood clots. Some people, that's a whole other debate. But now there's, there's rumors that the, the, the Pfizer vaccine may need a, th- a third shot to go with it and how it's going to work. And we're still figuring things out about this pandemic. And Cam Hayward's point and the player's point is, why are we going to, to force in-person meetings for things that we know we don't need last year. And he pointed out, cause one of the things that the, uh, the NFL was saying was like, Hey, we need to practice more and do these things because if we don't do these practices, the players are then going to get hurt more because they're not in that as much shape. And can you point out less injuries happened last year across the league? Why? Because we just trained in our own spaces and we were fine. And he said, right now the NFL has no official plan on how to mitigate or control the situation while they're still in the pandemic and he said he said you know work should continue to work virtually and we can work on our own crafts in our own spaces until we have the answers and he said if all teams can't have the same guidelines and plan why are we rushing this situation and q i think they have a great point there i think they have a great point but i don't think that that's really the real point i agree though (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like i i just I think they have a great point because they were able to pull it off last year and they were able to get the product out there on the field and and they were able to uh, pretty much be on the same page. Like Cam Hayward said that, you know, the injuries were, were down, but uh, I I like when they are with each other. I like when they're in the same vicinity. I like when they're at the training camp, uh, you know, not training camp, but the, the practice facilities and doing the, you know, the off season work together. I just think that it builds camaraderie. The thing I'll say about this, I really think that it has more to do with the fact that they got the 17th game and the NFLPA is trying to push back a little bit and almost try to prove a point without proving the real point. And, and the reason I say this is there are so many teams that have brought in multiple players for workouts all off season long. Like the Broncos, for example, are one team that was first to say that they weren't going to do it. They brought in over 20 something people for workouts this uh, this offseason so far. So it's like, hey, it's cool to bring in guys for workouts so you can try to sign them as free agents, but 
you don't want to bring you don't want the guys to come in and be all around each other, uh, you know, at the at the facility and, and doing the, the workouts, even though there's players that are out in parks that are working together right now. And, you know, what I mean, like I just kind of feel like it has more to do with that 17th game than it really has to do with COVID. But right now it's convenient where they could use COVID as a as a way to 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 kind of get out of it. You're I'll tell you right now you're not wrong. Like, like, <laughs> like, like you're, you're, I think you're on the point on the point here because when I look at this situation and I see the battles that they've had, the NFLPA, first of all, they are the weakest union of professional sports here in the United States. MLB, MLB, they, 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 they have, they have, that, that players union has made the league bow down several times. NHL, they got their thing. NBA players. I mean, mediocre NBA players get max contracts all the time. NFL is the one union that has the least amount of power because they're in the weakest position because in the NFL, you can go so fast. You can be out of here real quick. Most players don't have long careers. They know that they got to get paid right, right now because they might lose a step. And if you lose one step in the NFL, that's a lot of money that's going out your door. So I get all of that. I, I, I get, I get that, but you're right in the sense that look, they're pushing back because it's like, oh, you know what, why are we doing these OTAs right now? You're already getting our bodies for an extra game this season. I don't care that you've reduced the amount of preseason games because that fourth preseason game, we didn't, the starters didn't even play anyways. Right. So this is the, this is the players using what levers they have in the middle of the pandemic to say, you know what? Forget OTAs, scrap them. We don't need them. And Cam Hayward brought up, he's like, listen, rookies, call your vets. Just be like rookies and free agents, guys who are adjusting to the new systems. Just talk to the players on your team. They'll get you up to speed. You work with them. You're fine. But you don't need to go into a facility where 60 guys are going to be meeting up on top of the staff that's going to be there. Right. And you can spend more time with your family, more time at home, training with the people that, 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 are, that are looking after you and not just looking after the team. And I think that they have a great point there. And I'm really interested to see how the NFL pushes back on this because the other part of this cue is don't forget – there are money incentives tied yep. into OTA appearances. And that's another thing they're pushing back against is that needs to stop. Yeah. Well, the, that's something that the Raiders, you know, they, they decided on Thursday that they weren't going to show up, but everyone on the team, they, they had a team vote and everyone on the team did not uh, say that, Hey, it's a good idea for us not to show up because like you said, they have those incentives. So what they did is they decided that they were going to do something where uh, they wanted to be all on the same page. They all wanted to be in unison. But since they do know that some players have those incentives in their contracts, they basically made it so, hey, we don't think that you're bucking the system by doing what you got to do to go get your incentives. So basically, it's like they they worded it so some guys that really can make some extra money, some really ex good extra money, can still have the opportunity to do that where they won't be frowned upon by the rest of the team. So I thought that that was cool because, again, man, you you got that's in your contract for a reason, right? And the other, the other side of this is the NFL has said – that, hey, you know, it's it's great if you go and work out on your own, but if you get hurt on your own, you're not getting paid and you're not getting uh, you're not getting uh, insurance to cover it. Very if you true. get hurt at the facility, at least you're getting paid. At least you're going to, you know, have the insurance to cover it and everything. So that's something else that the players have to think about. They also have to decide, hey, is it worth the risk doing it on our own instead of being at the facility? Because I still want to make sure that my, my contract is taken care of. And that's an absolutely a pushback that the NFL has. And it's going to be really interesting to see who wins this pushback? Normally it's the NFL, but 
I get the impression the players are tired of being pushed around and just tired of just having to suck it up and take loss after loss after loss. At some point, I feel like as a union, they got to stand up. And even if it's not as the official union with the players association, it's got to be them as a group saying, or at least a group of them standing up and saying, we've had enough of this. And we, you know, we are the people that they come to see, like, you know, you can, you can try to run the whole scabs thing that you did back, you know, back, back years ago, um, where, you know, you had guys coming in to take our place. That won't work. People, the NFL drives on star power. I'm interested to see how, how far they try to push that leverage in the, uh, with, with the players association, but we will see how that plays out in the NFL queue. Thanks you know, it's going to, oh, you know, it's going to, it's going to, there'll be another twist and in, in turn to it before it's actually all said and done. You know, uh, the off season workout program actually starts on Monday. So there'll be, there'll be some pushback and we'll hear some more stories about it. We'll be updating this, this uh, story at some point for sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, we'll probably be talking about it just next week before the draft even starts. <laughs> so you are absolutely right there, but Q thanks so much for doing the show with me on Fridays. It's always fun doing this with you, man. Let people know where they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, everything I do, I put out on Twitter, man. At your boy Q254. Uh, tweet out my the show, the Locked On Raiders podcast on the daily. Um, and then Locked On Bets, we put that show out as well every day. Uh, myself and Lee Sterling. Uh, we're kind of on a losing streak right now, but that's another story. So anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll get back to winning ways at some point, I promise. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. So uh, just follow me on Twitter and you can get everything that I, uh, that I provide. At your boy Q254. Absolutely. You can follow me, Chris Carter, at Carter Critiques on Twitter and Instagram. I recently got a TikTok queue, and my, yeah. that, that world is strange. But it is entertaining, I will say that. I'm also Carter Critiques there. But um, you follow me there. You can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I give my analysis on the NFL draft, the Steelers, Pitt football, and Pitt basketball, all in one place there. And, of course, I host the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much. Rate all of our shows. Five stars, the positive comment, that stuff really helps us out stay tuned Bo Brack's gonna have a new Monday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast out in just a couple of days but we hope you have a happy weekend